Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Rico, which Dylan is never... I don't know if you've heard me say that before, Dylan. <laughs> no, actually. That's my... I uh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've got my buddy Dylan, who I met at San Diego Comic-Con 2022 on Skype with me, and... Uh, I'll, t- I'll explain the uh, the Rico thing in a, in a minute, but this is going to be uh, this is going to be podcast for Trex and Sci Fi. It's going to be show eight hundred and seventy one. Oh my god, it's such a big number. I've done this forever, and uh, it's going to go out next weekend. I do these shows, Dell and I. I release them on on Sundays typically, so it's going to go out on right. this coming weekend, the seventh. We're we're recording a little bit earlier than that during the week just because it worked out for both of us. But, uh, yeah. hey, welcome to Treks in Sci-Fi, the official podcast of, of Comic-Con. <laughs> no, thanks, I just dubbed thanks for having it. me on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so so the, the Rico thing is I started this podcast, Dylan, uh, quite, a, quite a while back, and I kind of had a nickname uh, uh, through school and, and, and one of the first jobs that I had. And even though my official, you know, my real name is Rick, my birth name, it's not even Richard, it's just Rick. And I, I've said this on our the podcast a, a few number of times, maybe not in a long time, actually. But since I had this nickname of Rico, and I and I thought, ah, oh, that sounds kind of cool. I'll just dub that as my, like, you know, stage name for the oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. Sounds so, like a radio host, no doubt. So, yeah, like if you were with me, I know we were going to try to connect up after that big night that we had there, but but it didn't work yeah. out. But some of the other friends that I that I connect up with out at Comic-Con, they all call me Rico, you know. And uh, like I was okay. going to one thing, and I, and a couple of the guys were taking a little break sitting down. And this was outside, and I was kind of going to the um, – that what is that, a Hilton next door where they have some events? Yeah, the Hilton Bayfront. Yeah, there. Hilton Bayfront, and I was walking over there, and I hear somebody yell, "Hey, Rico!" <laughs> so, <laughs> I swear, if somebody says, "Hey, Rick," I almost, when I'm in that kind of mode, I almost don't even like respond to it anymore. It's super oh, weird. Yeah. So, uh, no, Rico's uh, kind of different, differentiates you a little bit, makes yeah, it easier. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's funny, I, you know, I, I kind of have tried kind of to keep. Uh, I sort of keep the podcasting thing and my little, I, I feel like I'm like Clark Kent and have like an alter ego and keep uh, the, you know, it's like my secret identity and it doesn't like I, I do automotive coatings and stuff as, as a job, as my normal, you know, day job. But I, right. I, I don't like basically most of the people that I work with, with a couple of exceptions, don't even know about this other <laughs> My other life. That's <laughs> no, kind my, of fun to have those hobbies. It's like a lifetime movie, you know, his secret right. life. You know, not that I'm, hey, I've I've been a geek all my life pretty much. It isn't even like it even, you know, when you're a kid, it, it, it becomes, 
you know, there was even now, I think it's still kind of has a little bit of a stigma being a nerd, right, or whatever. But oh, no doubt, although I yeah. think it's gone, I think it's gone pretty mainstream. Sure, sure, a lot more than when I was growing up. But oh, yeah, I, I mean, just in the last twenty years alone. Yeah, I mean, considering all those people that we see at Comic Con, yeah. you know, I, I mean, it's it's great, you know, especially since they're, you know, especially seeing the kids and things, you know, the next generation of geeks and right. nerds. Well, you kind of realize going to Comic Con too how many different fandoms there are, and you know, I think that's definitely helped with oh, with the yeah. stigma behind it. Everybody's a fan of something. Exactly. Everybody is a fan of something. That's a good way to put it. And, um, and there's a ton of things there, you know, just all kinds of everything from, uh, obviously Star Trek and Star Wars to, to the latest, whatever streaming show that's on and, and, and just everything in between from, from horror things to, to just goofy things. And just, it's just amazing. I'm just amazed every time I go of how much, not only the, you know, the amount of things, but just the amount of <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> uh, did you end up buying much? I, I, I know we talked a little bit about that when we were there, but did you end up buying up much stuff at all? You know, I didn't. Um, I think I maybe bought two, maybe three things. Um, Mattel had like a limited edition Razor Crest. That was kind of cool. So I picked that up. Um, I also do. Was like, that the little Hot Wheel thing, or was yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I, yeah, I, I, I think my friend got one of those. Yeah. 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 They're cool. It was thirty bucks. It wasn't too bad. But uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Eagle Moss at all. I'm sure quite a few listeners probably are. I am. Yeah. I've yeah, I haven't got a lot of their stuff. I've only really. I'm not heavy into it. That's one thing. I I, I do collect quite a bit, but I've only gotten a couple yeah. of their pieces. Yeah. Smart man. It's addicting. But yeah, with their their recent news, you know, it's kind of one of those. It's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna stock up on that. Let that be my, my you know big what? I, I don't think I don't think I even um, I walked a, a, around a lot. They had a booth there, obviously, right? Um, or this did year they, they not? Oh, in fact, uh, yeah. So I want to say they've only been there the last maybe five or six years, and I don't think they had. They definitely didn't have a booth at Comic Con Special Edition, but they also didn't have one at this one. Oh, and, okay. Uh, okay. That's not surprising. Yeah, with them going into administration, you know, the week before the show, I was yeah. shocked that they've been there. It, it's it's sort of surprised I think a lot of people because they had so much product. It seemed like they were churning out like lots of ships and lots of things, right? And not just Star Trek, but other things. Oh yeah, I, I was a little surprised, just frankly. I mean, I, I, I that they were like, "How are you guys after all this time, you know, and and all this merchant, you know, all this stuff that you've been doing? How, well, how'd this happen? Because <laughs> well, it's not yeah, even... super cheap, really. I thought the pricing was, I don't know, I, it, I, it didn't seem it was like okay. it wasn't yeah. great, but yeah, I mean, kind of mid range, fifty, sixty dollars. But it didn't seem like it was deal. so like inexpensive that they would be taking like a hit on it. You know what I mean? You know? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, production on them is probably only a couple dollars. So, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's nothing but profit. But, yeah, even, you know, maybe the licensing Facebook fees. group. Yeah. It might be. Well, this morning, um, somebody posted they actually got their hands on a couple of models that didn't make it into production. Oh. But they were, they were fully complete. And it's a lot of stuff from, you know, season four Discovery and, you know, newer ships. Uh huh. So yeah, obviously they were they were still in the product development, you know, up until very recently. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. 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 Strange, I bought but... uh, 
I got a Viper, I think, that they did from the new Battlestar Galactica. Okay. I just got the Orville. I, I felt yeah, like I, I, I felt like I, I had to, to get that, that the bigger version of it. I, I, yep. I really like the bigger versions. I, I, I've got a friend, Chris, who's done this show with me a few times. He's collected a lot of the Trek ships uh, and, and the let's call it the smaller or normal size ones, not the right. XL or whatever. But I really like those bigger version ones. Well, yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, going a couple years back, I was at Comic-Con, and it was, I think, the first year Eagle Moss had a booth there. And they were focused only on subscriptions. They weren't selling anything or anything like that. They basically just had the entire collection of Star Trek ships on display. And yeah, the uh, Starship Collection Club or whatever it was, right? Exactly. Trying to get yeah. everyone to buy, like, what was it, two or three every two months or something like that, right? Yeah, they usually did, like, two a month. And those prices were more reasonable. They were, you know, $20 range, maybe $30. So not too bad. But uh, I ended up going to the guy, you know, Sunday at the show, you know, kind of dies down all the vendors are packed up you know two hours before the show ends i kind of just asked him like hey man if i just give you a couple hundred bucks could i take the entire display you don't have to pack it i'll come by i'll take care of it and he did it i got that's kind of how he started my collection wow jump started it with a 170 ships right off the bat wow but wow yeah, that's a, that's, after that's that, that, good 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 yeah. uh you you've got dude i'm gonna i'm gonna like rub your head next comic-con because you got some <laughs> kind of luck that's a, just, great, yeah. that's a great. That's a great story. That's a great deal. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'll take all this stuff off your hands, even though it's been all pawed all weekend or whatever it has been. You know, like I mean, wow. That, oh, well, that's that amazing. was the nice thing is they were all in cases, so they were in great shape. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. But, that's great. Hey, yeah. so um, so we were just chit chatting about Egomoss and, and and the con in general, but I, I wanted to uh, just take a beat, or is it you know that that's one of those things people say these days, right? Let's take a beat. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, why don't you just sort of give us like the the three minute you know Dylan story, whatever you feel like sharing with the listeners about like you know whatever you know whatever you do or whatever you like or whatever how you came into the world of geek geekness. Uh, yeah, if that's, if well, that's a phrase, uh, yeah. Yeah, nerdum, fandom, yeah, all the above. Um, so yeah, my name's Dylan. I live out in the Phoenix area, um, originally from Denver. Um, kind of fell into the Star Trek thing in particular, very young. You know, it used to be something I would watch with uh, my grandfather. Kind of late in the evening, just binge next gen, and yeah, kind of just became comfort food after that. You know, yeah, sure. After, like throwing on a good episode of Star Trek after a long day and. Yeah, got into all the series, loved them all, um, some more than others, but that's a whole nother debate. Yeah, um, especially these days, right? <laughs> yeah. Nothing is good exactly. past TOS. I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> all right, let's yeah. let's just stop yeah. this conversation. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then this is, gosh, let's see. This is my 15th year at Comic-Con. Wow, San Diego yeah, Comic-Con. I knew you'd been there quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah, well, long enough to remember when you could just go up to the door and buy a ticket. <laughs> Here's my <laughs> five bucks, let me in, or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like, you know, click that return key, hit the return key, or whatever. Yeah, ex- yeah. yeah and that's just it. But, uh, no, it's been fun watching it grow, and, uh, you know, obviously a huge Star Wars fan, and, you know, that's another debate worth having, but... Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah, and pr- the comic- yeah go ahead. That? Continue. Well, I was going to say, just through Comic-Con, you know, those interests kind of spread out. And 
you know, you get into the Game of Thrones, you get exposed to a lot of new content. That yeah, so you, you know, like you those things too consider. as well, the fantasy things. We didn't talk too much about that at the at the at the big event. Um, no, but, but yeah. yeah, no, I enjoy all that too. I'm I'm very I'm very wide ranging. Even though we were basically at a Star Trek thing or you know cocktail party, but yeah. I, I also am. I don't think we talked as much, but yeah, I I I there's very little in that kind of niche of comics and, and geeky type things sci-fi fantasy there, there's very little that i that i don't like basically people yeah. always say i'm too easy to please and i'm like well maybe i guess i can't help how i am you know hey, it's kind of good to diversify right yeah no no i i am very much like that i i i, yeah. I like if you looked around it i'm um, you know, I live in Michigan and I'm down in my, uh, what I call my little Rico cave or, you know, my collection of stuff. But I mean, I see here as I just look around, I see things from Star Wars, Star Trek, even Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a bunch of comic type related things. Um, you know, you know, it's, 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 you know, fantasy. Like I have a, I have like a life-size Dobby from Harry Potter sitting on the floor. Here. Oh, nice. So uh, I, yeah, I have a wide range of interest too. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. My uh, my girlfriend came over, kind of saw my man cave, and you know, you're a total nerd. Then we're watching. Uh, she wanted to throw in Lord of the Rings, and she's quoting it word by word. I'm like, yeah, you can't really judge. Different fandom, but you're still a, dirt, a nerd too. So, oh, you mean oh, so she was giving you a little grief for all of the stuff that you had, but she could quote the Lord of the Rings films. Yeah. Oh wow. Exactly. Okay. Then that's a little that's a little <laughs> weird that that. So is she is she, is that just is she very narrow in what she likes in terms of it, it, she's not into the other stuff as much? Then she really likes Lord of the Rings, but not Star Trek she's, maybe as much. Or she's not really a sci fi fan. She's more into the fantasy stuff. Ah. But, okay. Uh, she's she's pretty open minded. You know, I finally got her in Game of Thrones, and she's been binging that and having a good time with it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, they're they're very. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. Although I, I know a lot of women because of the there's some nasty things in Game of Thrones. Well, Lord of the Rings yeah. too. But I think you guys people know what I'm talking about without saying anything. But I, right. I know of some women fans who like you know this kind of stuff, and and they some of them have a really hard time with Game of Thrones, which yeah. isn't surprising. I, I understand yeah. it. I, I try to always tell them. I say, look, you know, I know you've heard things, or maybe you've even watched some of it, but I. I said that's just a tiny little piece of it, you know. You know, I mean, don't yeah, you know? Exactly. It's. I mean, I get it. Some people have a certain thing that they, if it bothers them enough, maybe they can't enjoy the you know the rest of it. The other six, you know, the the other whatever hundred episodes that don't show what we're talking about or not talking right. about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Well, uh, and that's yeah. kind of what's nice about the fandom too. You know, not everything's for everybody, and then that's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I think we, just even the couple hours we talked when we were at the con and stuff, I think we both have similar, you know, attitudes about it all. And it's like, look, you know, yeah. if you guys don't like it or you do or you don't, that that's fine. I just get, you know, there's all this um, talk these days about, I'm making big air quotes here, toxic fandom, right, of... right. Of just, exactly. you know, oh, you know, these, these fans are just toxic and they're making it, they're spoiling it for the rest. And I'm like, well, they can say what they what they want to say. I just have yeah. a problem when when anyone tries to say, well, I can't understand how you like that. You must be stupid, kind of. A, you know, those kinds of comments like, you know, 
yeah, that their opinion, the, you know, personal stuff. Is, yeah, we're, we're, that the, that their opinion is the only one that's valid. Exactly. You know, like let let's use the the good example of because the these days it's kind of out there, but you know, Star Trek Discovery. You know, some definitely a lot of fans have had some difficulties, and we talked, I think, at the con about it a little bit. But um, we did, yeah. But it it's there's there's you just run into these people online these facebook posts and comments and it's like you know oh that sucks like it's like a not okay can you elaborate on that a little have you actually watched it like sometimes i i tell my other friends you know that i that i talk to about like oh i should just learn better than trying to engage with these people and trying i'm not trying to change their mind i i just have a problem with i think a lot of certain people have just sort of dismissed things, you know, without even really trying. And, and I don't know, it's, it's just, it's just odd to me that they can be that way, I guess. Cause I'm not. Yeah. I mean, the ones that get me, you know, are people with a different opinion then kind of make you think about it a little bit when they can back it up. So yeah, no making some good points. Cause you know, at first I really loved discovery and then kind of fell off a little bit. I just kind of didn't like the, uh, the writing as much as some of the other shows, but you know, I've got friends that absolutely love it. It's their favorite show and yeah, pretty convincing argument for that too. So yeah, exactly. And everyone can just, just on this particular topic, I'll just say, you know, just let people enjoy what they enjoy. Right. Right. I tend not to be the person who jumps in a thread somewhere and say like what I call the football pylon, you know, like, yeah, that sucks. (laughs) You know, kind of like, I don't see the purpose in, 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 in doing that kind of thing. My, my old, you know, to give you a little more on the podcast, Dylan, you know, my, my, one of my big things with this show has always been to try to point out things that like maybe people haven't watched somewhat. I mean, Star Trek's a big franchise, but sometimes I'll pull up an old movie or an old show that a lot of people may have missed and say, Hey, you guys should really uh, check this out, you know, and try to try to clue people in on things or maybe things they haven't tried and that because yeah. I'm like if you've tried it and you don't really care for it that's fine but then I you know I never get the ones that seem to want to <laughs> troll <laughs> troll the internet and, and and proclaim that you know oh this is this is bad and and I, and I don't know why you any of you were you know will you like I love the ones where I'll try to say something like well I, I don't mind it too much could it be a little better yeah and then they'll just say well you're stupid or I'm paraphrasing, but I mean, it's no, like, yeah, well, you obviously, li- oh, the good one, Dylan, is when they say things like, well, you obviously like garbage, you, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I love yeah. garbage. Yeah, that that's why, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I forgot your, your opinion is supreme. Uh, it's just amazing. But anyway, enough about yeah. that. The, um, so also what i wanted to ask or, or 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 share so let's get to the 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 real biggie that we want to obviously talk about is this this party at 10 forward on oh, yeah. saturday night at comic-con that, that we managed to go to so i wanted to set the stage for everybody a little bit and we can each to uh we can each comment but so so tell the people listening so this was an invite only party i don't think even people could get tickets for the piece that we went to I think it was an no. invite only thing, right? Right. Um, yeah, there wasn't any ticketing way of getting in, but um so tell people how how you managed to get score a ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I want to know what the follow up of that is because I know what you told me when we were at the thing and I want to I want to hear what happened kind of after. Yeah, so 
kind of just a friend, you know, had a plus one. And uh, so, you know, obviously knew I was a huge Star Trek fan. So I was graciously accepted. Um, they live up in L.A. And fortunately, you know, she wasn't able to make it down. So it's kind of just me. And there's no way I'm passing that up, even going solo. And she didn't she didn't make it for the party or the con completely, too. I couldn't remember what that was. Uh, she didn't go at all. Yeah. She, she didn't even come down at all to the con or the party yeah. thing. Okay. She was working all weekend. So that's right. I remember. Um, okay. You said the. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, you know, basically just kind of through luck and happenstance fell into i honestly didn't know what to expect um yeah i they actually did this 10 ford experience up in la i want to say kind of around the release of season two of picard and uh Uh really wanted to go to that didn't manage to grab tickets in time um my sister kind of lives up there so i figured you know got a place to stay overnight make a, a weekend of it yeah um didn't make it there i actually got tickets for the 10 Ford in San Diego, uh, which sounds like it was the same experience, just set up at, you know, obviously in the gas lamp there. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I, you know, then after, of course I bought the tickets, I got the, uh, the plus one invite. So I decided to do that first. Uh And, uh, yeah, it turns out my tickets were for Saturday night and they were right after the event we ended up going to. Ah, but did you not did you not go to that then too cuz I didn't really talk to you that much after that. So did you did you did you you didn't go to the thing after it then? No. Honestly, after, you know, after the event we went to, it's kind of hard to top that. I figured <laughs> what what could they possibly offer me that was better than this? Yeah, exactly. So. Here, have a meatball on a toothpick or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, look look at these photos that everybody took an hour ago. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. So so that would have been I think like we we saw oh, I think you commented on it when we were leaving. We saw those people kind of lined up. I think they were just there right. to basically like you know, they had those people in costume walking around and, and they got to experience that and got to have some Romulan ale or whatever, right? But exactly. well, the actually, actors all had that, dashed off by then, you know. Right, yeah. One thing that surprised me is they actually did have a different menu and different drinks, which was, you know, kind of different. So. Ah, okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure ours were probably as good as it gets. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, so mine, I think I, you know, I, because of doing the podcast, you know, I get a, I got a press pass for Comic-Con, which has been fortunate. And just out of the blue, like, I think I told you about it when we were at the event a few years ago, they had a discovery press panel and Mm -hmm. I went, I got an invite to that. And I don't really know, honestly, how this all works within the, let's call it the inner, the inner sanctum, <laughs> the inner right. circle and sanctum of, of Comic-Con and press and all that. I don't know. Somehow I think they must have something. And I, I'm sure when I filled out my uh, initial application to, to get a press pass, it's in their system somehow. Hey, this is a Star Trek guy kind of a thing. Well, that was There's, one question I had for you. Yeah, yeah. When you're filling out the press application, if you know, you kind of put what what fandom you're specifically related to. I believe I did. It was a few years ago now, but I believe I, I I think I primarily like I, I cover Trek, you know, obviously a lot. That was kind of the primary thing when I first started the podcast that I was really doing. I wasn't even talking, gosh, I don't know, for the first 50 shows, most of the first, you know, first, first period of time doing the doing, it was all Star Trek all the time kind of. And then I, because I like so many other things, I, I branched and started talking about other stuff. And Star Wars, of course, is just another big thing I love. Yeah. So I believe, yeah, Dylan, that I, I 
there was probably a little section where you put down like list, you know, whatever you interest coverage, what do you cover? And I'm sure I put Star Trek at the top of the list, Star Wars, maybe a couple other things like fantasy, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. I don't know what, what else I would have written, but Star Trek and Star Wars are good to put because obviously they've kind of stood the test of time, right? They're still active. Exactly. And, and Trek yeah. is certainly main, main, you know, hugely active now. One of the reasons I started the podcast was to kind of keep Trek alive when we didn't have new shows coming out and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, somehow anyway, so they, uh, they still, they, they seem to know what to basically, if I get any invites and I've been fortunate enough to get a few over the, the three, you know, times I've gone to Comic-Con in San Diego via mm. a press pass. And so out of the blue, I don't know, it was maybe, it wasn't that long before Comic-Con. I got, I, what happens, nothing happens. It's like super dead and quiet, right? <laughs> right. So the last couple of weeks before Comic-Con, I, my, my inbox, my email inbox just gets flooded with Hey, come to this. Hey, come to this. Some of them are just panels that anyone could walk into. They're just cluing me in on it, right? Like I right. went to the, um, and I think I told you, Anton Mount did this gaming, Star Trek gaming panel. And that was just yeah, a, a yeah. normal panel anyone at Comic-Con could go to. They were just cluing me in in case I somehow missed it on the schedule. Right. So there was that. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I get these, the rarer ones, you know, the golden ticket ones, which are, Hey, we'd like you to come to this. And like I, I think I had told you I went to an Orville Press thing earlier that Saturday. Earlier that day, right. Yeah. So got to meet the actors, take some photos, talk to them a little bit. And some of them obviously showed up at at Ten Forward there that we'll talk about. But um mm. but then I'll in, in you know, out of the out of the blue, this Ten Forward cocktail party invite comes, you know, VIP Ten Forward cocktail party from on Saturday night, uh, come come join us. And it was like all that's all it said. It was very like cryptic or or just it didn't say, "Hey, meet these people." Blah 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 blah. You know, like it it, right. it didn't say any of that because probably one they didn't want to like put that out there um, mm. because maybe they thought people would just sort of crowd the place. Even people weren't invited somehow try to oh. get in or or also yeah, I think. Be Probably even more so. I don't think they knew. They probably didn't know how many of the the um, actors would come. Like in other words, they probably invited them, but I don't know if any of them were like had some kind of commitment or who knows conflict. So they probably didn't want to list anybody. Maybe right. It it very much seemed kind of like an an end of the press day, a little more laid back, not nothing too formal or yeah. Um, Exactly. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have tables set up. They didn't have a panel where they were all talking and people asking questions. It was it was like you were at just the bar and oh my gosh, look, there's Anson Mount. <laughs> yeah. There's Ethan Peck. <laughs> yeah, how many times do you get to say that as a Trek fan, right? Exactly. So we both got there, you know, you got you got the plus one and and I got this invite and we're, and we're so to again to sort of set the stage, we both get there. We walk in. I I had never been in there before, and oh, this is kind of cool. It looks like the Picard Ten Forward thing, you know. And yeah, oh, look, there's a guy and a Ryan guy, and there's an Andorian woman, and there there's a scary Romulan woman giving us the <laughs> evil eye. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty intimidating. Yeah, she. she... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I uh, 
I don't think I ever saw her. Did you catch her cracking a smile at all? Like no. So Not for once, people, yeah. yeah, for people listening, that they, they had these people dressed up in these outfits with makeup and so on, and they had a Vulcan guy, and and they stayed in character. They had a name for themselves. You know, they they basically pretended that they were who they you know were appearing as. It wasn't just like. Hey, take a picture of like when people are cosplaying. Typically, they don't. I I've known some cosplayers who kind of stay in kind of a character, but a lot of times it's just hey, there's there's you know whatever, somebody dressed up in a Starfleet uniform. Can I get a picture with you? Even if they have like makeup that they're like a Vulcan. Like I have a good friend Jen down in Texas that that it's dressed up as a Starfleet Vulcan, and uh, but you know she's still Jen. She's not like. Right. Um, you know, even though I think yeah. she's created a background for a character because we used to write these sort of stories. That's a different that's a whole other topic where we were we were kind of recording our own little audio. Um, we call it the ready room and we were, we were creating our own little adventures on a, on a Star Trek ship. I'll tell you about that sometime more. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. So we're both there. And we're both kind of milling around for a little while at this place. And, and then we kind of bumped into each other. We ended up sitting down and chatting and, and uh, hit it off, I think, and just kind of like, yeah. so this is cool. We're all just kind of da-da-da-da-da. And then kind of um, taking it all in. Yeah, absorbing it. And it's not a very yeah. big, big place. You know, it, it's not. It really isn't. And I And I felt like, I don't know. I'm not quite sure how many people they invited. I mean, it got a little heavy when all the people, the celebrities kind of finally showed up, but the, it didn't seem like they packed the place too much. Right. No, if I had to guess a couple hundred, couple, couple hundred. Exactly. Yeah. Between kind of basically two different rooms, two rooms of people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So the first, little, had, you, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to say, then they had a, you know, a couple tables in back for the cast to kind of get away from it all. And, Correct. They want a little more privacy, stuff like that. Yeah, the little hideaway, right. And um, yep. so we were sitting at one of these tables and, and, you know, people walking around and they were handing out hors d'oeuvres and, and free drinks and all this stuff. And and then I think the first inkling that I got, you know, because I was still unsure if anyone was going to actually be there. And then the um, Paul Wesley, who plays the new Kirk on Strange New Worlds, just breezes by and I just said, Hey Paul, you know, I kind of shook his hand and right. grabbed him real quick. Didn't really literally grab him. Although that was when we got into the talk, like, should I try to get a picture with him? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. How much is too much? For, he, uh, but he was, you know. yeah, I, w- I think we were talking about it and I was telling you, well, he seemed to be kind of on the move, right? He wasn't yeah, just he standing was... here holding a drink, like where you could yeah. kind of approach him. <laughs> he was definitely getting shepherded around a little bit more than most of the other people that night. Yeah, the black suit guys following yeah. the actors at at a at a six foot distance, but always within eyeball. You know, like you know, yeah. But uh, so that was like, oh, there's, and I had seen him earlier, uh, a few days earlier at that William Shatner where he stuck his hands in cement thing, and and so I knew he was in town. I think he was at the Star Trek panel that they did in Hall H that day. So, um, so then I'm like, hmm, maybe some of these actors are going to show up, right? Right, yeah. And then I, 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 I take a peek in the other room because we had just been kind of in the bar area room or whatever. Exactly. And then I look in, and peek over there, and I think I come back and grab you, right, and, and say, hey, come yeah, on over like, here. Hey, check, this, check this yeah, place out. Let's head out to the patio and, you know. And, uh, no, you're – you were dead on. That was definitely the place to be. And I didn't even know that at the time because it was just I was seeing um, 
I thought I saw somebody over there, like kind of there was a bar area over there, and I don't know if it was Paul Wesley or if there was somebody else out there. It may have been some of the Orville people had kind of because yeah, they kinda, I think you mentioned that the the Orville cast was there, which was yeah, they started to go up because there's this wall kind of thing with Paramount logo and all that, right? And they mm-hmm. were they yeah. had it was basically a picture area, kind of like the Comic Con wall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were all taking some photos there, and and, and so I so I, I grab you, and we're going over there, and then all of a sudden we're like, hey, there's Penny Johnson Gerald. Let's 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 get a picture with her, and she yeah, was and su- super cool. Go ahead. Oh, she was unbelievably awesome. She, uh, you know, got a picture with you, and then she was kind of getting rushed back to to the backdrop there to take more cast photos, and I had asked her for a picture right before then, and. She went and did her pictures and actually made an effort to come back, take take the picture I asked for. So that was uh yeah, that that's, was pretty special. Yeah. That cool. Right. That's exactly what happened. Right, exactly. And I, I remember that now in the um which is super cool for I mean we were talking, I think, that night about how we've had different interactions with, with actors and things like that and it, you really appreciate that for them to, and they do a lot of this kind of stuff too, right? Oh yeah. So, so well, especially, you know, yeah. Comic Con and at the end of the day, you know, I'm sure they just wanted to get out of there and decompress a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to say, I don't remember if I've said this on the other show that I did about Comic Con yet, but I also wanted to say <laughs> back, backing up a step a little about how mm-hmm. I almost didn't go to this thing because I, right. I, I got back to it's Saturday night. I've been at the con for like, what is it? Four days by then walking around yeah, at that point, take a shower. And I'm like, uh, oh, maybe this isn't really going to be all that, all that much. Right. Like it's not going to be all right. that. And I'm like, oh, boy, it'd be fun to just sit here with my feet up and watch some TV or something. <laughs> yep. But I, but I, I just said, you know, there was something in the back of my head, like, you know, you got this invite, it was something special. So, you know, and I, I talked to my wife about this a couple of th- times, you know, you, there are many times, even for doing something fun, you have to still push yourself a little bit, kind of, right? It's very easy yeah, to just I mean, fall in a routine and not. It's very easy it, to say no or not do things, right? Yeah, I, I kind of call it con fatigue where, you know, you've been there all day. In, in my case, I got there at, you know, seven thirty eight in the morning so I can get in that Hall H line. Yeah, um, right. Which is a whole other story. But Yeah, I want to hear a little bit about that. We should, we should talk about that here in a sec, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a long day. Um, yeah, it it really is. Yeah, you you know you're walking Saturday. I think I did close to eight miles walking around the convention center. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you're and so yeah, you just standing yeah, and standing, just standing. Just worn I, out. Yeah, nothing yeah. sounds like fun after you know a day of exactly that, just standing there. Especially if you do you know what I what I you know what I think probably I'm sure a lot of people did. I would hope, which is maybe some didn't, but. I always feel like if I have to do something like that in the evening, I want to at least go run back to the hotel, take a quick shower, obviously change and, yeah, and, just and clean up refresh. A bit. And, and when you do all that, you kind of, it's even harder, right? Because then you're like, <laughs> if you just got to walk like over to 10 forward, which was only like what a block or block and a half away from the con, um, right. it's not that big of a deal. But if you're actually having to go back to the con from wherever your hotel is, it, it's, yeah. So, a little more dragging your feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, so, so it's kind of. I was glad that it was. Let's put it this way. The other thing that I'm now that thinking about it, happy. I'm glad it was at 
the time it was at and that it wasn't like much later, like nine o'clock or something like that. Well, and that was part of the reason I also didn't go to the other ones because, you know, 930, you're there for, you know, hour and a half, I think is what the, the time slot was allowed for, uh, for, for the other. Sitting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, by that point, you know, it's, you know, 14 hour day, 15 hour day. Yeah. And then you got Sunday to look forward to on top of that. So, yep. Yep. I mean, I can, you know, everybody, you know, you have your limit, let's say, but, um, right. But yeah. Yeah. So before we go back to the con though, yeah. To jump in and so you went to the, did you go to the Star Trek panel on, on Saturday, right? I uh, gave it my all. I, Hall I tried H? as hard as I could. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, there's a couple of exclusives I wanted Hasbro. It's kind of weird. They give you a QR code first thing in the morning, kind of to pre-order your con exclusive. Right. And, right. uh, yeah, so I showed up early, waited in the line to basically get into the actual exhibit hall. I don't know if you were there, there any of the mornings before the hall opened. But, I, uh, I tend not to do that. Not this time I wasn't. Some, there have been a couple of years where I have been a little early, but this year I walked basically right in. Yeah. 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 And so this is the first time I'd ever gone before the floor had opened. And so they actually did have a line waiting to get into the floor. I was up in the sales pavilion area. Um, so after waiting, you know, hour and a half for the floor to open, get the code, I immediately try to get in the hall H line. I've done it enough times to where, you know, you, the line for hall H is deceiving because it could be a mile and a half long. And you could still get in. Yes. Or, Cause it's you know, it could just, like 7,000 I heard or something it holds, right? I think it holds 8,000, but they cap it at like 6,500 for Comic-Con events. Ah, something okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for those familiar with, with Comic-Con down in San Diego, basically the line for Hall H that morning was down by Seaport Village, which if you're not familiar, I would estimate almost two miles, a little bit more um, for total line length. And so, you know, I kind of figure I'll wait till I think the panel started at 1245 and this was like 10 a.m. roughly. And uh, so I get in line, you know, not really holding my breath, but Surprisingly enough, made it all the way up to basically the first hundred people to get into Hall H. And that was at about maybe 1130. Um, so I was kind of hopeful, you know, noon rolls around, no movement, you know, 1230 rolls around, no movement, 1245 and, you know, get the notification on Twitter, panels starting. It's like, oh, great. I'm going to be late. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so, you know, kind of pull it up on my phone. I know, uh, you know, Trek Culture, one of the websites there was doing kind of live coverage with a, you know, reporter inside. So kind of listening on that and uh, didn't make it through the panel, went, you know, the full two and a half, three hours and still sitting outside in that line. By that point, I was kind of determined that, you know, they have the Marvel panel later on in the afternoon. And that one always has, you know, good giveaways, great trailers, kind of fun little surprises there. And, uh, so I ended up waiting in that line until about five o'clock. And, you know, by this point, nine hours in line of no food, you know, getting kind of agitated a little bit. And, uh, yeah, they basically, Comic-Con said, no way's getting in. Hall is full. And it's the last panel of the day. So I basically wasted pretty much the entire Saturday just sitting in the Hall H line. So, uh, yeah, that part was kind of a bummer, but. Yeah, things happen. I mean, yeah, it's uh, hey, but you made up for it that night, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it was, it was so funny because it, you know, up until that point, it kind of been the worst day of the con in kind of a long time. And, 
right after I left that line, things kind of started going my way. I, you know, went to get, I know you mentioned on the last one, uh, convention center food. Oh yeah. Con God, food. I was, I was so happy to see those nachos. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it's it yeah. just weird. It's like went and the Mattel booth normally, you know, they give you a ticket, you come back for that time to, you know, allow you to purchase. And they're giving out these tickets for the next day, you know, right. well in advance right. in the morning. Yeah. Show up to the Mattel booth, not a line. Guy lets me write in, no ticket, gets to buy my stuff. They have it in stock. So that was very unusual in itself. Um, yeah. Lady at the convention center gave me all my snacks for free. That was kind of weird. Ah, and uh, yeah. yeah, then I walked over, walked right into to the VIP party that we were at. And uh, night kind of turned around from there. Yeah. Yeah. No, you get, you know, sometimes you luck out. It's it, a lot of. A lot of times it's just being at the right place at the right time, you know, right. It, 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 oh, it's, exactly. it's, it's such a, um, it's such a, a big event, right? Yeah. It, you know, there's so many things you, um, you can, you can luck out and you hit a certain place in a certain time or a panel that you can get into that you didn't think you could get into. And, and you just like my uh, friends, other friends that were there, they had gotten into the, um, that new Lord of the Rings series or whatever it's officially called ring, oh, uh, the rings, rings of, of power. power, right? Something yeah. Yeah. Power rings, <laughs> power rings activate. <laughs> uh, but the ring, yeah, that new, and they didn't expect to get into the hall H panel of that. And they managed yeah, to they walk right in. They walked right in. Yeah. Like, like no basically wow. got over there like five, 10 minutes after it had started, missed the first few minutes, but got into it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't full at that time. I, I think it might've been, might have been the first panel of the day on whatever day it was. I can't remember if it was Thursday, Thursday or, fr- or Friday. Friday. It was one yeah. of those. It wasn't Saturday for sure because that was Trek. And there was, right. I think, a panel before the Trek one, right? Or, yeah. I think. Yeah, was it The Rock? Doing Black Could have been, yeah. Probably yeah. was. Yeah, it was probably The Rock with the 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 whatever Black Adam thing. Uh, but uh, Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, so, so sw- swinging back to our... our cocktail party at 10 forward so we're in that little other room we kind of wiggle our way over to where they're kind of taking the pictures and then everything starts to kind of happen right <laughs> remember we couldn't have picked a better spot i mean we're basically kind of hugging the wall trying to stay out of people's way because you know yeah moving back yeah and forth no we, we had somehow and... we lucked out and we got like we got basically pretty much about as close as you could potentially get without Basically, somebody probably wanting to give you a kick in the pants, right, to get out of the the, the oh, yeah. area. We were kind of across, like the Paramount Wall thing, where everyone was getting the pictures. So we were opposite them, but a little bit away from where all the lights were, and obviously the cameras. It's not like we were hiding in a corner over there. <laughs> no, yeah, we were. And I'm a pretty tall guy, last... so it's hard for me to kind of hide in a corner, anyways. Right. But, yeah. But tall helped at at that because. And then, oh, you got all the pictures. Yeah. So, so the Orville guys start to pick Orville people, whatever, um, are taking some photos there. And then I don't know who started showing up first. I mean, but basically, you had, um, you know, what did what did they end up out of out of the New Worlds? Were there four of them, five of them? So let's see. So they had Anson, yeah, Ethan Peck. Stra- yeah, Strange New Worlds showed up after Orville. They had Anson, Ethan, Christina, uh, Christina Chong, yeah, Cecilia Rose. Yep, who um, plays Uhura. Yep. Right, and Uhura. are we missing somebody? I feel like we are. Um, was it just, is yeah, that obviously four? Obviously, Paul Wesley. 
Yeah, but um, he didn't really get photos with them with when they not were not really. He yeah. was he he had kind he of vanished or whatever. I don't know if he was even still around or I I didn't see him much during that night. It, it kind of uh, looked like he had left, you know, even before the oval cast had gotten there. Yeah. So um. So right. Yeah. He I didn't. Mean, it was he, his birthday, so he might have had plans. But. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But so it was. Yeah. It was that group, and they're taking pictures with. You know, with themselves, then they slid in on a lot of the pictures. Paramount had them take pictures with um, the people in the costumes, right? That were, uh, yeah, that were the ten forward, call it actors, um, were Mm -hmm. there. I don't think there was anyone. Was there anyone else really wearing? There was maybe a little bit. Were were there other people that were invited to this that were in costume? I can't recall that much. Maybe three or four, but not really. There were a couple. Very much wasn't. I yeah. think there was somebody in a movie outfit, right? Like maybe I have there's a memory. There was. Uh, it looked like a couple. The woman was Dan. Oh, Troy. that's right. That's right. Yeah. There was that couple and there, in... and I was kind of talking to them at one point a little bit too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Aside from them, though, not really. Because I was in line, I think, to get in. I think they were right in front of me or behind me. I think they're in front of me when I was getting into the place. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. There were. Yeah, you reminded me. Yeah, there were a few people, but but mostly not. So. Exactly. So, well, a lot yeah. of it kind of seemed like they either were friends of the cast or friends of producers. A little yeah, bit. A lot of a lot of plus ones there kind of seemed like. There seemed like there was, yeah, there were people who had a little more, let's say, firm connection. That... <laughs> <laughs> right. But but anyway, so so Dylan and I are standing against this wall, you know, trying to be non, you know, nonchalant. Do, 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 do. You know, like yeah, I call like, oh, yeah, we just hang out here all the time. Like, uh, you come here often, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was hard to contain the excitement at that point. It uh, it was, and I think we and, did all right. We played yeah, it cool. and and the cool thing about it, like, and I, I want to get your kind of take on th- th- this little the the big moments kind of, but but what was cool about after these guys took their photos on this wall here, and granted the place was fairly full with people, but they didn't just like slip out a trap door, like they just kind of right. were milling around, talking to people, hanging about. And um, there were a couple other people that grabbed, like, you know, where they were talking to Ethan Peck and Anson Mount. And I kind of, we kind of just stood there, like, you know, trying not to drool too much. Right. <laughs> and yeah, then we were biding our time, mind. like, yeah. and, and then then I, like, hey, c- could we get a picture? And, you know, and I, I, I think I said something to Anson, you know, and Ethan both. I said, well, you know, really love the show. You guys are doing a great job. And, and they would yeah. talk to us. Oh my God, they're talking to us here, oh, Dylan. Yeah, I'm going to geek out as a fan here. Oh my God, they're actually talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was kind of the coolest part is, you know, after they took their pictures, they were hanging out having drinks. With yeah, the cat. I mean, oh yeah, they were just interacting and socializing. My a good son time, said, uh, "I have two sons, and I showed him the pictures, and he made a comment of Anson Mount's uh, outfit. He's like." his like suit vest <laughs> over a t-shirt with, I think he had yeah. jeans on too. Oh it, yeah. You know, a, dude, man, you, could you, and... with that hair and could you be any cooler? I can't be that oh, cool. No. He, you yeah. Know? You, I, can, you can tell Pike is almost the caricature of Anson Mount. Than, oh, uh, I think so. Yeah. I, 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 I've said it before. And especially since I've seen him talk a few times mm-hmm. and now when we saw him there, I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, uh, Anson Mount and Pike and vice versa or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. He just kind of has that charisma, that swagger about him. Oh yeah, totally. He, he, and and he's a very, he's super like, he's very intelligent and articulate, you know, like not that I expect him to be just kind of some 
babbling monkey or something like that. Or, right. You know, but he's just, he reminds me, you know, like, especially Patrick Stewart, when I would see him back in the day at conventions, very thoughtful kind of responses to what you talk to, you know, or ask. That was exactly what I was going to say. I mean, his responses were just thoughtful and, uh, you know, it kind of seemed like he had, I don't know the best way to put it, but he had given, you know, the impact of the series quite a bit of thought. You can kind of gauge that by his his responses to questions and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, you, I th- yeah, go you ahead. mentioned something about going more episodic. Yes. I don't know if you want to talk more yes. about his response there. Yeah, yeah, I had I said something like, uh, you know, I think I said I, I'm, you know, really like the series a lot. I'm, re- I'm really happy that it's gone back to, you know, just the episode type format. And he his response was basically like he said, yeah, that was something that they decided early on that they really wanted to do that to go back to kind of the original kind of format that, well, they did it in TNG pretty much. They did it in the original series, and they did it to a degree in the other series that came after that, but. But especially recent series, Discovery Picard, that's completely gone away. In, that's you, as serialized as it gets, really. Yes, Both it's those, uh, it's it's pretty much you should just string them together, like splice them all together into one long movie. Exactly. Yeah, season yeah. long movie essentially is what they are. Yeah, and I and I think I even I think it was at that uh, when I when because he seemed to be you know he was chatting with us and and I think I even said something like. It's it's nice because you have, you know, kind of 10 ways to to hit something good, you know, like you have 10 shots kind of rather yeah, than everything exactly. being hinged. And I know when we were talking, just you and I sitting at a table or whatever, but, you know, Discovery has, you know, you're hinging everything on whatever this storyline is for the season. The whole, the yeah. whole, that's ultimately what everyone's going to kind of remember pretty much. Basically, yeah, if the last two episodes don't pay off, you kind of just wasted the season. You're there. in trouble, kind of, right. because people will. Yeah. Ha- it'll leave a little bit of a sour taste in people's mouths. It, yeah, it, it's just it's hard to salvage a serialized story if you know if the ending doesn't pay off the way I feel like you the way can, you'd expect it to. I feel like there's a different way to do it in terms of. I think you need to have sort of mini payoffs, sort of. Yeah, exactly. I've always said that these some of these recent those those series their pacing is is even from a episode standpoint and even the series standpoint is is off, right? Yep. You you I can't you can't build to such a point and expect um even a roller coaster has other hills. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, it yeah, isn't all about the, that first hill. So yeah. So yeah, so I mean, it was nice to just chat with these guys a little bit. I, the the Ethan Peck thing that I uh, that I just got a big tickle and kick out of what was that? He's like, "Hi, I'm Ethan." He's asking, "What's your name?" And I'm like, "Hi, I'm Ethan." I'm like, "Dude, I know you're Ethan Peck, freaking <laughs> new Spock." You know what are you what are you saying? Yeah, we here? know who you are. We're, He's we're asking what you. my name is, which was super super nice of him and kind. You know that was very polite, and he seemed like a super nice guy. You know, he re- seemed super engaged with. You know, he really with did. everybody and, there. I and mean, it didn't seem, I wanted to say too, and I, I'm sure you probably had the same feeling and, and I want to hear what you have to say, but none of these people, you've gone to cons, I've gone to cons, and there are times where you interact with some of the actors and you feel like you're you're basically, like, uh, you're, you're kind of a bother to them, right? Exactly, yeah. Did you, sure. you didn't feel that at all from these guys, right? <laughs> you know, no, like, they exa- weren't just like um, basically putting on a fake 
smile in front. Like they really well, wanted to be there and talk to us. At least that's and if they if they're really good actors. If that was all fake, hey, good for you guys. Right. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, they were all very sincere and yes. very authentic. Yes, everything down to earth. Every interaction with everybody felt very genuine, very you know, happy to do it kind of thing. I can kind of tell Anson a little bit more than the others was probably at the end of his day, you know, ready to go home and, and decompress a little bit more. But he was still very gracious. I mean, he didn't rush us. He answered pretty much all the questions we had. Real receptive to, you know, comments. Yeah, and, and, and great job and you know, gave us a little bit of insight, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I so. think you're right. I think it's a long day and um the other thing that I, I when we were talking I, I mentioned to you, I said it's a two-way street with, even if it's not an actor, if it's just anybody you're having a conversation with, you have to sort of, like, read them, right? Right, exactly. And, like, I didn't want to, like, there was a guy, I think, I don't know if he talked to Anson right before us. I know he talked to Ethan Peck before us, but there was that bigger, heavier set guy. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. And And it was, like, he just kept going on and on and on and on like like for a while yeah you know it was like it was a little it he was had a to be much. a little bit more self-aware of other people around wanting to maybe talk to these guys yeah and and not well, to was... like oh go ahead yeah. yeah but i was just gonna say that that that's somebody and i always try to make keep that in mind like i didn't want to take anson like for hey we want to talk to you for 20 minutes here or something how about just right. a quick picture Maybe just a quick few things we'll say. Hey, we like the show, and he mentioned a few comments about the, you know, I, but like what we've already talked about. But you you got to know when to like dip out, like exactly, like yeah. you're doing a Have dance. A grace with a little self awareness there. Yes, yes, and, and, and uh, go I ahead. think we we're good about that. Honestly, I mean, we kept it to probably under three minutes each person. I felt like it's kind of like here's here's a little analogy because I love analogies. That's how I always operate. But um, oh yeah. It felt a little bit like the wedding receiving line, right? Which that was a, I don't even know if great. everybody does that anymore. I've been at some weddings where they don't do that anymore. I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. Well, that's exactly what it felt like. You yeah. hit the nail on the head there. Like yes. you want to have a quick chat maybe, but you don't want to be like grandma who doesn't have a clue and stand there in front of the bride and groom or whatever and hog them, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> appreciative but to the point. You know? Yeah, just say, hey, this is a great ceremony or really congrats for you guys and just a quick few words and give them a, uh, whatever, if it's a, rec- a wedding thing and you know the people, a quick quick hug or whatever and then move on. Move on. Exactly. Move along. Yeah. Move along. Or, 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 or an even other one is like, well, this isn't as good of a comparison, but like the it's like the buffet line. Well, yeah. I don't know what food Grab I want. I'm not sure what I, if I want the chicken or the beef. Just pick something and move on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm not Step sure what I want. Keep going. Or, you know, picking out ice cream at Baskin Robbins or something. But no, I think a wedding receiving line is pretty much how it that's, kind of felt. That's as accurate as it gets, yeah. And it wasn't I mean, the really... Only exception, yeah, go ahead. Nope. I was going to say the only exception might be Mike McMahon, but we'll get to him and. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bit. We got to talk about Mike McMahon of uh, Lord Dex because that was a very yep. cool interaction. But the, um, the only thing I was going to say about that little situation, you know, where we're in that picture kind of area vicinity and we, that's when we got the Anson picture and Ethan and the, it wasn't very conducive for, it was a bit of a dead end. Like in turn, I don't mean, uh, you know what I mean, I'm sure, but yeah, there wasn't a good way to flow people in and out of there. 
right? It really, it really was. It was, it was very hard. And we were just fortunate that we had already wiggled our way over there. And then I don't even, it's all a bit of a blur, but I don't even know how we wiggled our way back out of there with all the other people there that had shown up once those guys started to show up taking pictures. Well, it's kind of funny because we ended up actually talking to, remember that taller gentleman kind of came over and, you know, oh yeah, that's right. And, yeah. And yeah. Right. Uh, and then he mentioned he was Anson's best friend. That's why he was there. That's right. That's right. That guy and, with the kind of uh, lighter kind of curly hair. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think after Anson came over and they started talking, we kind of bowed out a little bit. Him, was him he Anson's room. friend or Ethan Peck's friend? I couldn't. Was it I thought Anson? he said he was Anson's. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So he was Anson's plus one or something, but. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah. So it was a little tricky. We tried to get out of there to make room for others, and then we kind of went – I think we ended up pretty much going back in the other room at that point, right? Yeah, exactly. And then later on, yeah, we were – I don't know. The, the the night was kind of winding down a bit, and, and then um, and then you grabbed uh, McMahon, right? Yeah, so McMahon walked by, and uh, – you know, kind of one of those things. He had beer in his hand. I had a drink, and you know, just said, "Hey, man, really love what you're doing on lower decks. It, you know, kind of feels like home, home trek. You know, and uh, right, exactly. I think, I think he had had a, a little bit to drink, but he basically said, you know, season three is going to blow your mind, but wait till you see season four. Was was kind of his comment. And exactly you know, right. He was already I on I, season four. He's like, yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he would have talked to us for probably a half hour. Oh yeah, I think there. for sure. If he, it, it, he, 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 just, he obviously loves Star Trek and loves what he's doing for sure. Oh, it, it just yeah irradiated from. You could tell it was you know it's like geeking out with any other Star Trek fan, right? Which is really cool to see. It was it was and, super cool. Yes. Yeah. I mean, his comment was basically, you know, I'm making this Star Trek for me. I'm, I'm really glad you all like it. Yes. And, and I think that's kind of ultimately how, how you kind of have to be. You have to sort of, yeah. you have to kind of do these things and, and, and hopefully the people will like them and respond, well, I think, you know. I think that's what's made Lower Decks such a success because I honestly probably couldn't see it going past season two if it didn't respect Star Trek in the way that it does. Yeah, and it's just it, it, it's like it, it it's just so inside Star Trek kind of with all yeah. the little in jokes and in things that they bring up, but it's also a fun show too. I mean, it just moves so fast, and it, it it's just uh, yeah, and and I don't well, think it, they've made it. They haven't made it like silly, you know. They haven't made it like right. dumb or silly or anything like that. Well, um, it's kind of a new space, and kind of what he was saying on the panel earlier um yeah was you know basically he always saw comedy in star trek and instead of making the sci-fi the focus with comedy and you know a b plot say you know making the comedy the a plot and the sci-fi story the b plot and i think it's that flipping of the formula kind of kind of just works i mean it's it's new and it's fresh but it's still you know respectful and yeah, and, and it's very easy. You know, they've done it in Trek. You know, there are some classic episodes, like the Robin Hood one with TNG, right? Yeah, Trouble exactly. with Tribbles episode. It, like, Trek is very easy to bend to that uh, and have a lot of comedy in an episode because it's it's when you think about what they're doing sometimes, it's it, you can easily pull that in, right? Oh, for sure. Even yeah. just when Worf says, you know, when they went to that, 
oh, what what episode was it? I think it's early in first season, but they they go to that episode and all the people are like frolicking around, right? And doesn't Worf get like a hug and he's like, nice planet? <laughs> he's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's over, uh, it's classic. You know, you know, all those naked people are gonna poison Wesley. Yeah, Wesley, don't don't trip on the flowers or whatever. <laughs> Poor Wesley, but um, but anyway, um, yeah. So then. And then as we're as things are kind of winding down, you know, we see I see Christina Chong, right, who plays uh, right. Noonie and Singh, whatever, yep. la 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 or whatever, uh, <laughs> and um, and I'm like, ah, she looks like she's kind of about ready to leave. Should I go for it? Should I try it? And we're both kind of looking at each other. Yeah, she. Well, it kind of looked like she, you know, was getting rushed off by the, uh, you know. Yeah, security people or whatever, right? right. Like, like, and then I'm like, one person I think took a picture, and then I asked her for a quick picture, and then you tried to get in because because the greatest thing with Dylan and I for the night that that we talked about is that the pictures for the you know for most of them were you know you would take one of me you know we weren't having to do selfies right because we we were right. kind of wingmen and and you would take one and then I we would flip around and you would get in the picture so that. Because we both commented like selfies, I don't know. They always look dumb. It's so much harder <laughs> to get to in a crowded bar environment. You yeah, know. you stick your arm out there. You've always it always looks like you're doing that, right? It's, yeah, it's it's exactly. much. It looks much more natural and nice. I mean, a good selfie can still be fun and nice too. But but I'm just not graded, and it was much easier to just have someone else take a couple of pictures, and then you you get in the camera. So. So you took one. Yeah, with we Christ- definitely had our system down. Right with Christina and I, and then and then you tried too, and then you know, yeah, they guard, were rushing her off. Guard so. guy was like, "No, we gotta yeah, go," we or whatever. Yeah, and and you could tell she kind of really you know wanted to, but I mean, I'm sure she's been in that situation, and all of them have been, oh, you know, sure all a, day. a number of times. Although it was funny, um, you know, some of these actors that are not as well known. I was talking to somebody after I got back and, and you wonder, like, I, I know in L.A., you know, everybody's like, oh, there's Brad Pitt. Who cares? You know, like they, I, I feel like they become kind of accustomed to seeing celebrities out and about. And, right. And um, and I'm sure some of the actors that are that are not as well known can probably get around and not get a lot of notice. Right. That don't right. like, oh, can I get a picture with you? I'm your biggest fan kind of thing. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so so I mean, I think for some of the newer ones, it's probably kind of fun, you know, to a degree. Well, and like they were mentioning before, this really is the first Comic Con that that crew has done because yes. everything was announced during the pandemic. So yes, you know, it was after Comic Con twenty nineteen. Yeah, and, I mean, they're kind of the show. I mean, you know, poor, poor Discovery, but I but I mean, they you know they've. I, I've seen, you know, through doing the podcast and some online groups I'm in and other places, I mean, th- they've gotten a really good, much more of a positive response from fans than, than Discovery has had, even after four years of it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the criticisms are, you know, hey, I, I don't like this about the show, but hey, I still love the show. It's yeah. very technical stuff or, you know, the minutia of it, but yeah, Discovery, there's a lot more you know, critical nitpicking for just a more broad, broad perspective. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hey, they got at least past the fact that, 
the other thing that I would discover when it was the big thing everybody was moaning about, it seemed like for the first two seasons was, well, you mean I have to pay for Star Trek? You know, it's like, it's like really, that's your biggest problem with the five bucks a month or whatever it was. Like, uh, have you seen the price of a movie these days? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And hey, if it's new Star Trek, I'll pay for it. Exactly. And, 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 you know, the one I, I think we may have talked about this, even the one I, the way I always tell people about that, it's like, all right, if you're really that tight for the funds or whatever reason, if it's some kind of principle, weird principle you have, but just wait till it's all out and buy it and yeah. just get a month and you can watch everything. That's a pretty darn oh, good, yeah. good deal. <laughs> well, I know there's been a couple times, even just over the air where I've been flipping through and, you know, they've been doing a season long of discovery for a day kind of thing. Yeah. So there's yeah. ways you can watch it. Yeah. And prom- promotions and free months and whatever that kind yeah. of, you know, whatever. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a crazy night. I mean, I, I just, I'm so happy that we both got a chance to do it and, uh, who oh, knows, so it's going to be, it's a tough bar to, to, to beat for next time or whatever or next year. But I, I yeah, I kind of got back and I, you know, I was talking to friends and family. It was like, you know, as far as Comic-Con days go, that's, Probably in the 15 years I've been going, it's definitely in the top three best <laughs> yeah. experience stuff at it's Yeah, I still it would good. love to it make it just... into. I would still love to make it into Hall H when when there's some like even really massive thing happening, you know, where people. Well, have you have you just... done Hall H before? No, amazingly, I've never bothered just because I, I I just think it's such a time sink. And, and it I, is, and, yeah. And I, and I just I, I'm always like this year, you know, Dylan, I had. I had something basically each day press wise that I kind of had to do. And, right. and, yeah. and so it's, it's really like the Orville panel, the press panel this year, for example, was right during the Star Trek panel. I don't know if they do that intentionally, but it, I don't know, but yeah, it, it seems a little bit odd to me because the shows are so similar. I'm like, why are you guys doing it like this? You know? Well, in, in retrospect, I would have gone to the Orville panel because that definitely would have been better than sitting in the line and watching the Trek panel on, my phone right right exactly yeah. yeah and i got into the orville like there was the press thing and what typically what they do is they have a press thing and then they do the the panel right, right. so i went yeah. to the actual which is in ballroom 20 they had an orville panel right for, and for everyone the, the second biggest room right pretty much in that convention center i like ballroom 20 it's been kind of my go-to place because you can usually get in pretty easily mm-hmm. and they oh, have yeah. some pretty good things there like, like they're not, it's, I don't feel like it's like, oh, it's like they're, I'm not even going to bother They're That's so beneath me. But I mean, they had the Orville group. They had, um, I saw another panel. Do, yeah. Most of the Seth MacFarlane properties are usually in, in ballroom 20. Yeah. Family guy and American dad and all those. And yeah. Yeah. He wasn't yeah, there was, this year. He, he had, you know, he claimed or said, and I, you know, whatever, I believe you, you know, he said he had, he had a lot of work going on and just couldn't break away and make the trip trip down to to go to the con but he remotely came into the panel he was on the screens basically and video calling in so oh, cool. you know through the That's something anyways through the magic of tech yeah yeah, yeah. so although that was really bad you've been in ballroom 20 what one, one bad thing about that is they had him his face and his video on all the screens like all the time so yeah, if you're exactly. i was kind of in the back at that panel because i kind of came in and just grabbed a seat in the back Mm-hmm. So they never showed the the people on the panel like the you know how they typically do and have the people right. on the panel on those screens so people waiting oh, back. Oh, so yeah. He, so it was just was big old Seth MacFarlane. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, you couldn't see anybody. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because a lot of times they just, just didn't have well, someone doing the video very like I don't know he he seemed to not be able to switch. I think they, I think if I I don't know if it was an all or nothing thing, but maybe they thought Seth would get disconnected if they switched to the camera there for the stage. Maybe. Yeah. Well, a lot of times they've done it in the past where you know they they've been able to do that where they have the whole panel on like the right side of the screen and whoever's skyping in on the left. I get I get so the idea that maybe that they their yeah. their uh, whatever call it their technical staff for this yeah. Comic Con was not quite um, not, not quite up to the normal par. the normal level yeah. for some reason or maybe just didn't have somebody who was manning the board and they just said okay we'll just put him there and we'll just leave that but. Um, but I think yeah. they – I don't know how they do it online when they put these panels up, but I'm sure uh, that – They usually edit them pretty heavy I'm sure, they go I'm, up. Yeah, I was going to say I'm sure that when – if you watched it on like YouTube or wherever it's at, which um, they probably have – it doesn't – it's not like that probably, right? They can no. They can edit and bounce around and yeah. – Well, and for anybody who's interested, I know they, uh, Paramount Plus just put up the entire Star Trek panel on YouTube. Oh, so thanks. You can watch that's, it in full. Yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah. So you so that's just on YouTube, flat out on YouTube. You don't even have to watch it on Paramount Plus or something. It's nope. Paramount yeah, Plus's it. channel on YouTube, is right. Correct. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I still uh, haven't yeah, watched that. I'll have to watch and, it. Yeah, it looks like it's the full panel on there. I mean, obviously, like the promo stuff that they show, the clips, they do edit those out. But yeah, obviously, those yeah, are on. But Paramount that's Plus not really that big of a deal. I mean, for one, everybody's seen them. You know, I imagine Lower Decks is starting soon. The Picard thing. I mean, they put that up that day. I think right that little teaser. Yeah, it, it was pretty much live with the panel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was quite. It was quite the uh, quite the day. Quite the event. Got yeah, a lot of cool was, photos, a lot of yeah, fun. Man. We got to hang out, which was great. And oh yeah, man, just uh, had a great time. I'm hoping uh, next year we can let's top it. We'll top it. <laughs> hey, I am absolutely up for it. Maybe and, uh, you know, trying to predict, but I'm trying to sort of we'll wind this down a little bit. But uh, I'm trying yeah. to wonder like where will things be next Comic Con for Star Trek? You know, yeah, Picard will question. probably have. Probably It'll be aired wrapped completely, up, right? Yeah. It'll either be ending or ended. Yeah, so Picard Season 3 will be done. I, I don't know. I'm not really... I'm a little very unsure of when we're going to get, like, Season 5 of Discovery and, and Season 2 of Strange New Worlds if we're going to get, like... I'm trying to think of the order of these things. Yeah. Well, I imagine if, you know, if they follow the order this year, Discovery will probably be... You know, season five at the end of this year. Maybe, time, maybe, but I, but I think they're they're filming. Maybe they're going to change. Maybe I'm thinking of it too much in terms of their filming because I think that season two. I think Strange New World season two. I think got filming sooner than Discovery season five. You see, yeah, what that, so, that sounds right. See what I mean? Um, and I think Picard might have even beat both of them. Obviously, Picard, I think, is. Pretty, wrapped up, I pretty think, much yeah. set to come out early 2023, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think season two of Strange New Worlds, didn't they say wrapped filming already? Right. Too? And I think Discovery is maybe still filming. So yeah. my thinking might be is we might get Picard, then Strange New Worlds, and then Discovery. Discovery. Possibly that I far out, that. which is going to be a long wait between Discovery seasons. But, but yeah. anyway, yeah, we'll probably definitely by next. Comic Con will have had Picard, 
maybe one of the other series will have had some of it uh, is probably what it is. And of course, Lower Decks Prodigy will be in there too. Right. Definitely have season two of, or sorry, season uh, three of Lower Decks finished. Yeah, that's. I think they're. I don't know if they said if completely officially, but I think they're just going to play that through, right? They're not going to have any kind of a break. I think we're just going to. I'm not sure how many episodes are in season three. Of, of Lower of Decks, low, right? 10, 12? 10 to 13, somewhere in there? Yeah. yeah. So those will probably just be played, you know, one one per week until, you know, until it's over. Right. Like they did that they did that break with the Prodigy show where they kind of showed some and they had a bit of a break and they showed some more. Yeah. They don't really do that season. with the the um, the live action stuff. They haven't really done that. I don't. Well, they do it a little well, bit, I should say. They did it over the holidays, right? Didn't right, Discovery's done holidays. that? Yeah, they break yeah, for like I think a Discovery month. Discovery ended like Thanksgiving and started that like second yeah, year kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that apparently they think that during the holidays people don't watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. Little Whatever. do they know. Yeah, but hey, it was uh, it was fun to recap all this. I don't know if um, do before we before we sign off at least on the podcast and we can chit chat for a few minutes after if you want to. But the um, I wanted to ask you, uh, didn't want to forget and ask the, was there any other highlights from this con that you didn't mention or, or I know this is a a tough one to top, not that you have to top it, but any other little tidbits or any other little experiences that you had that you wanted to to share anything nerdy or geeky or, or anything like that? Um, those, I mean, obviously that's the highlight of most cons, um, for what, as far as what I've done, but. I did get to see uh, Sir Patrick and Gates McFadden when they're getting off the IMDb yacht, you know, behind the convention. Oh yeah, center. that's right. You told me about that. Yes. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, oh, the, the other... IMDb yacht, of course. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wouldn't you like to get passes on that thing? Yeah, I'm working my way. That'll be in another ten years or so. But right. Yeah. Um. So that was probably a highlight. The other. I know you, you kind of mentioned it in the group there, but uh, the Tomy Enterprise. I know it wasn't really a Comic-Con thing, but... Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That was that seems like it might be interesting. Like yeah, be, yeah, uh, that's... Um, taking the reins a little bit. Right, so the for those that don't know, Tomy or Tommy or however you say it, uh, T-O-M-Y is a company that's done die-cast-type um, collectibles for a long time. They just did sort of a... I, I don't know what you even call it, an in-house Kickstarter... To, yeah. to produce this um, kind of studio scale, roughly 32 inches long, kind of like what they've done. Master Replicas years ago did an Enterprise. They're doing a, an original series Enterprise die cast um, that they just finished. It, you know, what's so funny about that, Dylan, is that um, so I'm at the hotel room, right? Right. And what was that? Was that still Saturday night? Or was it Sunday? I, I don't know what. Probably Sunday. But yeah. um, I forget. I, I knew it was ending the campaign to to pay basically so that they can make these things. Right. And I and I kind of had it in the back of my mind. I, like I have the master replicas one, you know, sitting oh, here like ten feet away from me right now. So oh, I have nice. a very nice, and it still works well. It's still in good shape. I have a little case around it. Uh, so I'm like, do I really need this? You know, it's that need right. versus want thing. Yep. 
Exactly. So, but, but basically, I'm like, yeah, when is that campaign ending? I thought there was a whole other day to it. So I log on at my hotel room at, for this new diecast uh, that they're producing of the original series Enterprise. And the original series is is kind of my baby. For the, you know, yeah. I love TNG and all the rest too. But I grew up on reruns of of watching the original. But the um, so I log into their site and get get all connected in and everything. And my hotel, I think I may have told you, but my hotel internet was so bad this time. It was the worst saying, part of the yeah. con. It was the only thing about the con that I really had a bad time. So I'm like waiting for the page to load. And then when I finally get in, there's like one hour left of the campaign. I'm like, oh, oh wow. well, I guess I got to make up my mind. So yeah. I literally got it in under the wire of like, yeah, all right. You know you want to do this. Just do it. You're going to basically I look at it like this. It was like, you're going to regret if you don't do this and everybody in a year or whenever these things get made and get put out, you're going to see all these people doing it and then or putting their pictures online. You're going to be like, Oh, why didn't I do that? I was stupid. So, so I, at the last minute, yeah, I'm like, okay, click, click, click. And I, and I did it. So yeah, I, I just couldn't say. Yeah. It's it's one of those. It's like, I, I can always sell it later if I change my mind or if I really Well, need sure, you can easily. I, 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 there's no question that when the thing comes out, and, and I'm sure the first few months when they start releasing them, you can easily, you know, even sell oh, it everybody, for more. Everybody wants an enterprise. You can even easily sell it for more money than you're going to pay for it if you want to make a little profit even. You yeah. certainly wouldn't be losing money by any means. And I know people that do that kind of stuff. I mean, we both know, I'm sure, that. Well, I don't actually know very many people personally, but I we all know people do that. You you go look yeah. on eBay, <laughs> go look on eBay for any rare collectible, like um, some of the things from even Comic Con from you know a week and a half ago. You know, there's people selling stuff. The whatever the exclusives were, practically Comic Con's not even over, and, and they're uh, triple online, and they're already yeah. selling them, right? Right, but exactly. this thing was not a really. It wasn't really a Comic Con thing. It wasn't Comic Con. It just, yeah, just, just so happened to be ending the same right. weekend, and I'm like, gosh, I spent all this money at Comic Con, and now I'm spending because you have to prepay. That's the yeah, other exactly. kicker with this thing, for Kickstarter like things, is that you're you're actually paying for the thing well in advance of getting it. You know, they they charge your card and all that stuff. So. And yeah, that's fine. They're a reputable company. You know, I saw people online worrying like, oh, I'm going to pay. I'm never going to get it. I'm like, no, I don't I don't see that. I, I, I've done a bunch of Kickstarter things. Yeah. They've always gone. It, sometimes it takes a long time, but they I've never not gotten what I what I. Yeah, as long you as you're know, going did. with with that expectation, you know. Yeah, it's it's usually I mean, with the exception of a Novos, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but. Oh, yeah. I yeah. have some, uh, yeah, I bought some things from them, but you know what I always did? And I know people had a lot of problems and bad experiences. Mm-hmm. I bought them off sort of secondarily. Like they, um, there were, there were some of those that were listed, some of those, um, costumes and things like that on and Amazon, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd and I would, I would occasionally pop on there. Like I have a couple of their tunic, you know, uniform things. And if they had it, Amazon would actually show like, okay, this isn't a pre-order. You actually have these in stock, and I go boom, click, bought it. So yeah, that's the so way anyway, where they have it in hand, yeah, ready to go. Yeah, that um, that was the way to do that rather than to be concerned about like just the whole, will I ever get this thing? <laughs> you know, yeah, send a check. Did you ever? Did you best. have some trouble with them, or did you have experience with them? 
Yeah, I uh, I pre-ordered their TK kit when they were coming out with it, and it's killer. It's like three hundred dollars. It was a steal. Uh huh. And uh, I think it took close to three years to get it. Oh my gosh! Oh it my took gosh. a long time. Yeah. yeah. I also forgot I had bought it until it showed up. That's what happens to me sometimes with some yeah. things that are long-term pre-orders. I'm like, something just shows up at the house, and I'm like, hmm, what's this? <laughs> it was a nice surprise, but... Yeah, you know. exactly. Hey, uh, I got to fly. I got to do a few things here, but this was a lot of fun. I, I really appreciate no. it. We'll have to do another... We should just do another uh, podcast sometime, maybe um, maybe when Lower Deck starts or after Lower Deck starts, we can we can talk about some of the episodes or something like that. Now that we yeah, have that such the great. inside track on Star Trek stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, text McMahon see if we can get him on the show. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't think it would be impossible. You, the the trick is either. you got to find the publicist or whoever handles all that, right? You you got to right. find the guy, right? It's possible. But I, I don't yeah. think that's outside. I mean, they, these guys definitely do podcasts these days. Oh, they yeah. know podcasts are a way to the fans. And, um, well, it gives them great feedback. I mean, I've yeah. Sure, that listen to quite a few of them. It seems like they're taking direction from uh, from a lot of the criticism. So, sure, yeah, they they they're definitely to the pulse of of the fandom out there. But um, yeah. yeah, hey, hang on the hang on the line though. But I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off and uh, just tell no, everybody. Thanks for having uh, me on, Rico. We can say goodbye to the to the to the listeners of Treks and Sci-Fi. Hey, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks, Dylan, for joining me this time on on the show. We'll Thanks have to do this me. again about uh, about Star Trek or even anything else we feel like talking about it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right. Talk to you again soon. Bye, everyone out there listening, and, and uh, I'll be back in another week or so. Bye. This has been a Rick Dosti production. 